Well, for the first time since he was drafted into the NHL, Connor Bedard is coming back to Bridgestone Arena. Big showdown with the Blackhawks this weekend. How do the Preds win? We'll talk about it today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start with a special shout out to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week in, week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. It's Friday, and that means it is the return of takes from a hat. Our Whose Line Is It Anyway inspired segment where we just battle on a number of NHL topics. Basically, whatever the hat tells us to do. Uh, There might be some Taylor Swift related stuff in here today. Uh, Probably a lot of you just immediately shut (laughs) off your streaming service if you just heard that. It's good. It is is hockey related. It is hockey related. We got a point to it. Uh, also, some interesting takes on NHL coaching changes and overtime rules. Yeah. So all of that and more coming up on today's show. But first, the big story for the Nashville Predators this weekend, the Chicago Blackhawks come to town, and that means the uh, return of a much, much uh, talked about player, uh, somebody that I think Preds fans have been dying to see Really, since this past summer, somebody that I think is going to get a big reaction uh, at Bridgestone Arena. And that is in the return of Jared Tenorti <laughs> to Bridgestone Arena. Oh. Uh, sure to be just an emotional, emotional moment as Preds fans just remember all of those great memories. That's going to be uh, a tribute video to remember, friends. Yes. Standing. This is like P.K. Subban in Montreal. Uh, <laughs> God, this is this is going to be such a fantastic moment. Yeah. Uh, also, Connor Bedard is, is going to be there, too. Yeah. He travels with the team as well. Yeah. Connor Bedard is also there. Uh, yeah. I mean. That's this. This kind of the big headline, and is just you know the Connor Bedard Blackhawks now, and it really does feel like the Connor Bedard Blackhawks now because he has stepped up and is starting to look like that game-changing oh, player uh, that everybody you know in the hockey circle kind of figured he would be. You know, after a couple of years, uh, he is you know by his just sort of taken the lead uh, in rookie scoring for both goals and points and just sort of grabbed it by its haunches and pulled it back in. And he has control of it. Now Uh, he leads the Blackhawks in in scoring with 13. Um, You know, it's, it's interesting just to see his development because yeah, like he's still definitely a young player. Uh, There's definitely some moments where you're like, Oh, there, there is Connor Bedard, the rookie. Right. Uh, and then there are moments where you watch Connor Bedard and it's like, oh, this is this is a guy who's going to be an absolute beast. 
Yeah. And he, he for a long time. He really makes such an impression. You know, when we were working at the, the draft, you see him and he's just a very unassuming looking kid who you think maybe works part-time at Dippin' Dots. And then you see the the hoopla that was around him at the draft and basically everywhere he goes. And I, and I do want to say kudos to this young man and, and for the, the uh, village that surrounds him because he's handled just an absolute bizarre experience so well. But Connor Bedard on the ice is a whole thing. Yesterday, I referred to them as the Chicago Bedards instead of the Blackhawks. And that's a little bit what it feels like. Because he is a little bit all things to all people. And, and I would agree with you. There are definitely, there have been little moments where you're like, okay, he's going to learn that. Like there's yeah. a rookie moment. Um, but overall, he is so fun to watch. He is such a complete player. I sat down and watched the Blackhawks and uh, the Lightning last night they played. And Connor Bedard, great on the rush. Connor Bedard, incredible in front of the net. Connor Bedard, always getting back defensively. Connor Bedard, puck handling like a boss. Like this, this young man, he's got a lot going for him. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't, if he wasn't a Blackhawk, I would be here for watching this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's the downside to all this. Yeah. Is he's going to be doing it. Uh, a long time and it's funny because you know you kind of mentioned his you know how he's been able to handle it uh cory perry who is also on the team uh and, and taylor hall who unfortunately is banged up probably not going to play uh you know both of them have talked about it you know because they're sort of like the veteran influences on the team and nick felino i think has said something similar as well it's just you know you watch him and the just the way he's handling it, it is impressive like so, you know the way he's you know kind of being in the spotlight and not letting him bother him. And, you know, you hear stories about how him and a lot of like the younger Blackhawks, uh, you know, guys like Lucas Reichel and, uh, you know, Kevin Korchinski, you know, some of these rookies, other rookies, and they're just, you know, on the ice, just practicing and shooting, uh, you know, during practices because they just like being out there. They're having fun, you yes. know, kind of practicing, they're having fun learning, you know, they're having fun, like trying different things to the point where like, they, you know, they, there's a story one time where Corey Perry had to actually come to the ice with his little suit and tie. And it's like, guys, the bus is leaving. What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Let's go. It's, but it's just, you know, you, you see glimpses of that work ethic. So, you know, if you're the Nashville Predators, Anne, uh, let's not take away from the fact that this is a very important game because this is the battle to not be the last place team in the Central Division. You're at home. You're there's gonna be a lot of Blackhawks fans. Tons of Blackhawks fans. Y'all just buckle up. They're coming. A lot of Blackhawks fans at Bridgestone yeah. Arena. Uh, you need a win to to kind of stop the bleeding yeah. here and maybe turn some of your decent play over the past two games into an actual tangible result. Yes. So what do you do if you're Andrew Burnett to kind of prevent this from becoming the Bedard show on your home ice? Yeah, I think the Predators are really going to have to execute very, very well. And we've talked about it over the last couple of episodes where they have had pockets of the game where that they let kind of get away from them. And this is one of those games where game management is going to matter when Connor Bedard, if or when Connor Bedard scores a goal, you have to not 
be thrown back on your skates. You have to be able to respond. So I think this is one of those games where it's really going to test the thing that Andrew Burnett is calling out about the team. It's game management. It's responding in those moments. It's those few minutes after you get sucker punched. You've got to be able to counter punch. And this game, this game has a lot of weight to it. Who would have really thought? I mean, let's be honest. Did we really think this game was going to feel as big as it does? But like you said, this is who wants to be last in the central and who doesn't. And, you know, you're at home ice and you're playing the, the future star of the NHL. This is the time for the Nashville Predators to pull off a, a good, solid win. And they have to do it knowing that they may take some punches. So for me, game management is going to be huge. Andrew Brunette has really been working and, and talking with the team this week about that. Let's see if some of these veterans can lead the way with it. Yeah. And if you're Philip Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly, you're, you're the line, and Roman Yossi is in this category too, you're the line that's probably going to get the Bedard minutes. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, I mean, Andrew Burnett could go for like a more defensive-oriented approach, but I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I would imagine, Philip, like the top lines are going to be against the top lines. Uh, this has to be your moment. And Philip Forsberg right. has been playing extremely well over the last little bit. Ryan O'Reilly, I think, has been playing extremely well. Uh, over the last little bit. And I think this is an opportunity. It's like, okay, you got to win that battle. Right. On the ice. Like maybe Bedard, you know, Hank gets a few shots, but you have to be the the one that kind of outscores them. Uh, yeah. Puck you, possession. Yeah. If you lose that battle, like the Blackhawks depth isn't great, but you know, who, who else on the Nashville Predators has really stepped up in the scoring department, especially now that Novak's gone. Yeah. Um, one other thing is a bit of a roster change, kind of. Uh, Mark Del Geizo reassigned mm -hmm. to the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, the There's two possible things for this, and one is that Spencer Stastny may be getting a look uh, because we know he was called into the lineup uh, a few days ago or called up to the team a few days ago. Uh, the other theory is that one of either Ryan McDonough uh, or Luke Shen could be um back in the lineup soon yeah. yeah and i can tell you which one i think barry trotz really is hoping for <laughs> I, I, can tell the, I can tell the one that ann kimmel is really hoping for too well you know here i i love i love them all spencer stasny i think is um somebody they want to get an, a, an early look at again played really really well at the end of last season but if you are the nashville predators and you are going into this game saturday you want ryan patrick or luke shen back in the lineup not only just for their veteran presence for their calming presence in the game which is something that really the whole locker room has talked about when it comes to ryan mcdonough like this dude is cool as a cucumber under all circumstances Luke Shen, you know, Barry Trotz talked when he signed Luke Shen. This is a guy that changes momentum in game. He disrupts things. He is a disruptor. That is exactly what the Nashville Predators need. They also want that big physical presence back. You know, you, you see Connor Bedard, like, I know that he's going to put on some weight and some muscle as he goes, but, you know, they've got him in front of the net. You've got Corey Perry, which is a whole thing. Somehow he's going to escape from my invisible backpack of hockey grudges and play hockey Saturday. So you want physical presence too. So I think best case scenario, you get yourself Ryan Patrick or Luke Shen back. 
there is they have neither have skated with the team so far. We'll see if they skate today with the team at practice. Or you could see Spencer Stastny. I do, I will say I do hate to see Mark Del Gaizo go. I think he had five very impressive, solid, quality performances for the Predators. So shout out to Mark Del Gaizo, who absolutely killed it with his opportunity. Yeah, I uh, agree. Uh, that's going to be a big Saturday afternoon game tomorrow. On Monday, we will uh, have some takeaways from that, plus a little bit of abs preview. Uh, but for today's show, takes from a hat. Uh, including some interesting topics on changes we'd like to see in the NHL. Uh, we will pull some questions and see which ones we get to debate and which ones will be saved for a rainy day. That's coming up in one second, but first I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, guys, buying a tickets to sporting events, concerts, all that good stuff uh, is a stressful experience there's all these hidden fees on some of these apps uh sometimes you don't know where your seat is especially if you're going to a place you haven't really been before maybe there's obstructed view maybe there's you know better seats elsewhere maybe there's a giant pole where you're sitting that's where game time comes in game time is the ticketing app designed to give you complete peace of mind with every purchase some of the features i love about game time one is you get to see your seat before you buy. You get to see the exact view so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They have all-in prices that show you your turtle up front so you're not uh, slammed with all these hidden fees that you kind of complain about when you see your credit report. And you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps of your phone. And plus, GameTime always has great last-minute flash deals uh, on, you know, everything from concerts to sports to music to comedy, much, much more. So if you want to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime, download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Dan, it is the return of takes from a hat. Come on. Uh, this is, if you've ever seen Whose Line Is It Anyway, this is basically scenes from a hat. We stole that right from them. Totally. Uh, where we have hockey-related topics that we want to discuss, put them in a hat, draw them, and let the discussion flow. Uh, some interesting ones in here today. So, Anne, would you like to start us off? I will start. So, just so everybody sees, I'm really not cheating. Not that you can really cheat at takes from a hat, but. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. oh, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Okay, this one involves a timer, but don't worry. I'll keep the time while you answer the question. Okay. Bill Tomasino has had an up and down start to the season. He's been a healthy scratch for seven games. You have 10 seconds to give him a fast talking pep talk. What do you what? say to Bill Tomasino? When do I when do I start? Uh, hold on. Go. Look, man, you're a young kid in the NHL. You're gonna have some ups and downs, but you got to start being the leader of these young guys, and that involves being able to chemistry, have some chemistry with other teammates. Very good. That's excellent. Yeah, you can't just use Michael McCarron as your security blanket every time you're on the ice. Hey, now, look, here you can say what you want to say, but 
Tomasino and McCarran, they have some chemistry and, and the Predators just aren't, they aren't picking it up. Yeah. They aren't picking it up this what, season. What would be your one? That's because 10 seconds is 10 seconds. I feel like if you're Andrew Burnett, it's just, you're like shouting on your way to the bathroom or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing good. Uh, but what would, you, what would your one takeaway uh, in a speech to Tomasino be? Like what would be the point you highlight? Um, that, oh, see, I ask the questions. I don't really prepare to answer them. But what would be the point that I would highlight? I think just persevere. Mm. You know, just you've got to let the frustration, and I know that there is frustration. Um, you've got to let the frustration of the situation sit as to the side. You've got to focus on what you can do on the ice. And, and it's hard. Look, there's not a player on this roster that does not want to be out there. This has got to be frustrating for Tomo. But for sure. I think you, you've you just got to focus on the ice and, and let your feelings go. Yeah. Maybe it's a do what you would do. Just do what you need to do to get better. Don't worry about the timeline. Yeah. Look at guys like Alex Carrier. Look at guys like, you know, Mark Delgaiso that have had, you know, kind of a weird role to the NHL. Guys like Tommy Novak. Just be ready whenever you're ready. Just keep growing. I think that's a good message. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What do we have here? Give me something. Give me something good. Oh, here we go, Ann. All right. All right, so we talked about uh, how Connor McDavid wasn't exactly thrilled mm. uh, with the coaching change in Edmonton. So this brings up an interesting point. Should players be consulted on NHL coaching changes? And maybe maybe not all players, but maybe like the captain, associate captain, some of the veterans, should they be consulted at all? Uh, when teams make a coaching change. Okay, I'm going to say yes. I, I am. I'm going to say yes. And here is why. I think, well, first of all, we've seen this whole thing in Edmonton kind of roll out. And in, in, I don't know that it's been as smooth as maybe they wanted it to be. Um, so I think learn as, you know, learn from what you see other people do. But I do think that I it's good to get a perspective that's something other than the front offices. Because I think the front office has one perspective of what's happening in the locker room. And of course, they're very results oriented. The front office has to be about the results. But I do think you need a player in the locker room who can give you an honest assessment of, hey, the coach doesn't have it. Like he doesn't have the room. Yeah. Or, um, you know what, this is going to set us back. And, and I am surprised because I, I believe the word in Edmonton is they did not chit chat with their yeah. leadership group. And I would be very surprised. You know, I, I look back and I wonder what were the conversations when Peter Laviolette was left? Did they talk to Roman Yossi? Did they talk to some of the veterans? I don't know. I do think it's good to get that perspective because it's very different player coach relationship versus front office evaluating a coach. So I would say, yes. What, what do you think? It's interesting because this is a battle that we've seen in the NBA a lot mm. where it's like, oh, okay, is this, is this the players or is this, you know, the management doing their job and, and finding the best way to, to, you know, do the players. I mean, we have seen like, you know, a couple of players, you know, kind of be like, eh, I don't really like working with this coach or, you know, I want I want my guy to come in and, you know, you get like a former player that comes in and takes over the team. And sometimes, you know, 
it works. Like LeBron James, you know, kicking some guy out of LA and bringing his team or no, you know, he bringing in Ty Lue to, to coach the, the Cleveland right. Cavaliers. Uh, and they, they won their first title, but then you have a situation like, you know, you, you hear all this talk about the players wanting a new voice and, you know, we want them to make this trade and we want them to make this trade and then it doesn't work out. And then it's, you know, but they're, then they're the ones that get fired. So, you know, at, at some point it's like, yeah, like the players deserve a say, but you're also trying to build a team beyond just one or two players, yeah, like like Connor McDavid. Like, look, like yeah, Connor McDavid. You might you might absolutely love Jay Woodcroft, like LeBron James. You might absolutely love whoever the Lakers coach is now, right? But. Like you're not the only person on this team. We have people on this team that are need to step up when you're not there. And that is the GM's responsibility to kind of be like, okay, what does the team need? Mm -hmm. And you know, that that is his job to be responsible for like personnel. And I just feel like sometimes when players step up and be like, this is what we want or we're not playing and it backfires, the players don't get, the players don't get fired. It's the GM and the coaches that get fired. So I do think, you know, maybe I agree with you. Like maybe there is some sort of balance that a GM needs to maybe go to the players and just be like, what's going on in the locker room? Like, what's your take on this person? Like, what's your take on this? But the players aren't the ones that make personnel decisions. That's the GM. That's the front office. And they're the ones that write the paychecks and need to determine what's best for the organization moving forward. And maybe that, you know, results in something that the players don't like. I do think you have to be careful not to let the tail wag the dog. I would agree yeah. with you because GMs tend to look at a franchise, you know, five years out, whereas players and coaches probably look at the next 20 games the next season. So I do agree with you. You can't let the tail wag the dog, but I also think you do the new head coach, no favors when you don't understand where the locker room is. Yeah. There's gotta be a balance. Yeah. There's gotta be a nice balance somewhere. Uh, More takes from a hat coming up, including a couple of fun ones in, in just a minute. That's right. First, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Jace Medical. I have shared this story before. Several years ago, my husband and I were traveling overseas. We were there for about two and a half weeks. We were thrilled to be there. But during our trip, I unexpectedly got sick. I was half a world away from my primary care doctor. We had to kind of walk around until we could find a pharmacy and communicate as best we could to get something over the counter. And I simply had to suffer through and make do until I could get home and get my hands on the prescription medication that I really needed. This doesn't have to happen anymore. Whether you're overseas, across the country, or Just dealing with an interruption in medication due to supply chain issues or a natural disaster, all you need is Jace Medical's Jace case. The Jace case contains five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and it is a very easy process to get yours. All you need to do is to fill out a quick online form, and in some cases, you're going to jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. 
This is doctor created and it's doctor recommended. Jace Medical can also provide you with a year's supply of many common daily medications as well. So if you are interested in having a Jace case on hand or want to learn more about getting a year's supply of your daily medications, go online right now and check out jacemedical.com. You can use our promo code locked on to get $20 off your purchase. That's Jace, J A S. Medical.com and promo code locked on for your discount at checkout. All right, Ann, more takes from a hat. What do you got for me? All right, more let's, let's go through a couple rapid fire style. Rapid fire ones. Oh, this is a conversation I had with Glenn Dreyfus, who covers the Seattle Kraken for some different outlets. Does an NHL head coach need experience playing in the league to be good at his job? Or is a head coach without NHL experience, or does a head coach with NHL experience have an advantage over a coach who does not? Does that make sense? I, I don't, yes, it does. And I don't think there's a one size fits all answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's different in every place. Like sometimes there may be an NHL coach who can kind of lean on players and be like, hey, I've been here before, I know what it's like. Um, You know, I know what some players need. I may be what some players aren't. And then there's, you know, maybe some former NHL players that don't translate that very well or (laughs) have the knowledge, have the experience, but it just doesn't translate to actually, you know, rubbing off on your team or maybe you can't translate that. Yeah. Remember Wayne Gretzky was a coach in the NHL and uh, it did, did not did not work out very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, you know, you you also have some X's and O's guys where it's just guys that come in, um, you know, maybe they played like junior college hockey, but just never really did well in the pros. But they have, you know, kind of like a good eye uh, for for working with people. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, the Ted Lasso's like they they know what the players need. Yeah. Uh, they know, you know, they can kind of break down a game and know like what players need to get better. So it's not a one size fits all situation. We've seen that, you know, system X's and O's guys absolutely flame out as coach in this league. Right. We've also seen some really good players get behind the bench and flame out in this league. Uh, and then we've had people of both sides be very successful. So it's not a one size fits all situation. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's a good take. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we have here. Um, all right, here we go. Here's a fun one for you, Anne. Come on. Uh, so the NHL is playing in the global series in Sweden right now. They, are. they went to Australia earlier this year. What is a dream location that if NHL put a game there, Preds or otherwise, uh, you would 100% no questions asked, spend all the money in the world that you have to go? Uh, I, uh, my I have two answers tied for first. One of them happened, and I whiffed spectacularly. That's Prague, my favorite city I've ever been to. No. I did not, y'all, my mom and I were going to go, which is a whole nother adventure. Uh, but I did not have my passport and couldn't get it in time. My second would be Riga, Latvia. Now, you know I love Latvia. My daughter was born in Latvia. But Latvians love their hockey. These people are bat poop crazy about their hockey. And Riga is this really incredible city. Um, I would love, I would, I would go, I would figure out the passport situation. I would sell something on the black market kidney or otherwise. And I would go if it was in Riga, hundred percent. I was going to, I kind of pictured Riga for you like that. It's the most amazing city. Yeah. And that is a hockey city. 
they're crazy. It's so fun. Yeah, a couple so, of legendary NHLers too. So that's right. Come on. Uh, if you could slot in any forward into the top line with Philip Forsberg and Ryan O'Reilly, who would it be and why? And kind of on that weird spot where we've had Parson and Nyquist, who would you put with Philip Forsberg and the factor? Fill in the factor. Michael McCarron. Are you mocking my question? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> serious answer. Serious answer. Um, can I go off the board with this? You can do anything you want to. It's takes from a hat. I would call up Joachim Kamel and put him on there. That is fascinating. Because, look, Ryan O'Reilly is a good setup man. Philip Forsberg is really good at driving offense. Joachim Kamel is a finisher, uh, somebody with a really good shot. You know, Philip Forsberg, good score, not necessarily a sniper by any means. Joachim Kamel uh, has a sniper, and with him on that line, uh, it's kind of like the third member to maybe be the cleanup guy. Come on. Um, that is a lot. That's a 100 point per person line. Right we could there. also if, call if it. Kemmel reaches his potential. True. We could also call it fill the factor in the fin. Like, how great would that line be? That is a lawyer show from <laughs> CBS right there. Maybe it needs workshop, but no, that's a really, I love that idea. I love that idea. Yeah. And, and if not him, uh, give Evangelista a look. Come on. Yeah. There you go. All right. Here's uh, maybe our last one for the day. All right. Last one. All right. We talked, uh, hinted about this earlier. <gasps> Taylor Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Come on. They're the, the, the it couple right now. Yeah. Uh, we need you, Anne, to ship a Nashville Predators celebrity couple. You can't say Mike Fisher and Carrie Underwood. Okay. Um, does it have to be a player? Like with I a mean, player? No, but I guess, I mean, are you breaking up Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett's marriages? Or? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, you know, do we want like a celebrity couple that's not a player and a person? But here's what I'm going to do. First of all, I'm going to go Luke Evangelista because he's totes adorbs. Okay. And I think people are invested in, in him and he says adorable things. Um, and then who would be a great girlfriend for him? Who's like a, who help me with this? How can we match make Luke Evangelista to grow the game? Olivia Rodrigo? Billie Eilish? Billie Eilish. Oh, I like, love I'm her. trying to think of somebody yeah. age appropriate for like a 21 year old. 21 year old. Yeah. Um, like who's, who, God, I don't know. That's a tough one. We need a good, we need a good girlfriend because I do think that Luke Evangelista is comfortable enough in his own skin, like Travis Kelsey, where he could date, a, you know, a superstar and be like, nah, we're good. Like, I don't think he would be remotely intimidated, which is what I love about Travis Kelsey. I am, in fact, over-invested in Taylor and Travis. It's just who I am. Um, that makes one person on this podcast. <laughs> I am invested enough for both of us. So take this one off. But yeah, I like Olivia Rodrigo. She's totes adorbs too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of just like the next person that would be like, like somebody that age that would be just yeah. like the next, whatever they do is under like public eye. Public eye. Yeah. yeah. Here's the problem with me. Everybody seems young enough 
but probably they're old enough to be his mother to me. So it's tough, but we need to find Luke Evangelista, somebody like Olivia Rodrigo. I think that's a great one. They would be cute. There we go. Hey, Olivia Rodrigo, if you're listening to a Nashville Predators centric podcast, <laughs> if we uh, have a suggestion we, for you. Yeah. We, he will be good for you. Yes. Uh, you, yeah. we'll you, introduce you. We'll, use we'll, your driver's we'll... license to come down here. <laughs> The relationship will not be brutal. Look at you. Those are the three Olivia Rodrigo songs I know. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, if you're listening, we'll we'll, we'll set you up. And if you're Luke Evangelista, we're we're, we're so sorry about all this. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Predators versus Blackhawks tomorrow at Bridgestone Arena should be a big game. Uh, Lots of Blackhawks fans. So for Preds fans, you're going to have to come out, be loud, get behind the team. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on social media at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at PenaltyBoxRadio.com or follow me on X at underscore NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Back Monday with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.